Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are stories about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Mr. K was about 68 when I met him in the emergency department when I was a resident on call. He was a chronic visitor, having a long history of alcohol abuse and understood the system well enough to be able to come in at the right time in order to be admitted to the detoxification unit on the first floor of our hospital. I had groaned when I received the call from my senior resident that an alcoholic was coming in since these patients were typically needy and just admitted for prevention issues and I knew that I had other patients needing to see me as well. Flipping through his chart, he had gone through the pangs of delirium tremens or DTs for short and experienced frank seizures when he didn't get to the emergency department quick enough after pushing a pint of whiskey or vodka or the hard liquor into his system and passing out for some time. He was absolutely unapologetic and unrepentant in his behavior and seemingly saw it as some sort of usual rite that he'd go through every so often with little thought or reservation. Mr. K's chart was half a foot thick or so and littered with the notes of residents I knew before me who could tell his story as well as the patient himself. After flipping through the last discharge summary, I walked into the room where the patient was being evaluated by the ED nurses, noting the detox nurse had already been there and seen the patient. As I sat down to talk to him, I could smell the pervasive odor of Jack Daniels mixed with stale cigarette smoke and urine. Mr. K wore a dirty white t-shirt covered with a faded flannel shirt probably originally red, but long ago losing its tartan hue, with a pack of camels sticking out of the torn front pocket. His khakis were stained in the front with what appeared to be red wine, and there were various holes in the thigh regions on both sides, which the patient noted to me when he saw me looking at them. Cigarette burns. You get them when you fall asleep smoking in bed, and smiled. I began asking the patient the standard questions about what had brought him into the hospital, how long he'd been drinking, what was his usual drinking routine, etc. but he just waved his hand in the air. The story hasn't changed. It's all there in those papers with my name on them, he said almost kindly. I see a new crop of you guys every time, but I don't need to tell you the same story twice. He grinned at that point, showing his yellow teeth and stuck a cigarette in his mouth. Don't worry, Doc. I'm not going to smoke here. Just need to feel it, you know? He laughed and closed his eyes. Putting down my pen and then sighing, I told the patient I need to examine him, and he just nodded after opening his eyes. Despite his disheveled appearance, there was almost a brightness in his eyes, a twinkling, which gave a message that he knew all that was going on around him. He sat up in his chair, and I started to go through his exam, which despite his physical appearance, wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. When I asked the patient when his last drink was, he was precise. 40 hours ago, Doc, he noted briskly. That's why I'm here. Don't want the shakes, you know? Indeed, he no doubt knew more about the DTs than most of us. After he'd been admitted, the standard orders with Valium-like drugs on the ready for the patient I'd left to go see another patient on another floor. 
When I went back to see Mr. K, he was snoring loudly, sitting in his bed, the one near the window. I walked up to his bedside to check on any numbers the nurse had recorded and saw an open, full leather journal opened up in front of the patient. I couldn't help reading what was there. It was a poem, scrawled in pencil, along with a drawn figure of a man in bed with an IV hooked up. The poem was powerful, only two paragraphs of about eight lines each, but yet poignant, describing the pain of life on the edge, and his drawing was perfectly accompanying the piece. As I finished reading it, Mr. K woke, his eyes red and somewhat frantic. He subsequently stretched, belched, and then settled into his appearance to which I first met him. Mr. K, I couldn't help reading your book. Did you write that? I asked, trying not to sound condescending. Yeah, just crap I throw down on a piece of paper. Done for years. With all due respect, it's really good, I noted appreciatively. I used to read a lot of poetry in my days before medicine. The imagery is fantastic. Mr. K belched again, and I could tell once more the smell of stale odor of embedded smoke from those camel cigarettes along with the whiskey. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, it's crap. It's just stuff that comes into my head, you know? When I'm not drunk. Better than therapy, right? He smiled at the same time, flipping through the book. How many poems do you have in there? I continued, still interested despite the patient's dismissal. No effing idea, Doc. I just write them. You can read them if you want. Here, nothing to hide. He handed me the book. As I flipped through the torn and stained pages, I could see the angst as well as the joy he could express, the sadness of loss, and the observation of simple things in a different way, like manhole covers where shadows during the day gave a different hues to the same glass before, during, and after binges of alcohol. I was no critic, but it was clear that Mr. K was able to express his thoughts incredibly well, and his figures flowed with the words in a unique way. Looking up, I asked the patient if he'd ever want to publish his poems or his art. Nope, he said loudly, not interested. I like what I am and what I do. F the rest of the world. And he closed his eyes once again. After thanking the patient for letting me look at some of his work, I walked out of the room, both amazed and sad. I was embarrassed at my lack of compassion and judgmental perspective before I had admitted Mr. K and at the same time feeling incredibly fortunate to have met him. I bumped into my senior resident walking down the hallway and asked him if he had known Mr. K was a poet and an artist. He turned to me, looking very tired, with dark bags under his eyes, his crumpled hair, and took a swig of his Hawaiian punch from a white foam cup, no doubt obtained from the nurse's station, and probably the only thing he'd ate or drank that night. No idea, Bert. Never asked. He's just another first-floor alcoholic. I'll get him out of here in 48 hours, hopefully. As he walked away, I considered stopping him, telling him what I'd read, the imagery of the words, the impression it left on me. However, I thought better of it. I realized that we all have ways of coping with the realities in our situations, and again, how lucky I was to have seen a glimpse of an incredible way that Mr. K was able to cope. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. 
be happy, be healthy, and find peace.